You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. <laughs> and, and this is day one of the Vegas shoot with Austin Watts, dude. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm with my buddy of of our crew of uh, our crew of misfits and outlaws here. Austin is the only one of us that shot uh, 300 today, and. Uh, I, I I hate to say it. We already recorded this, but <laughs> I didn't hit the it's record right. button. It's all right. I need to say it twice. Aussie <laughs> <laughs> shot great today. How did it feel? It felt pretty good. It felt good to get a 300 out of the way, especially in Vegas, because I haven't done that before. I, dude, not only did you do a 300 competition, you did it here in Vegas. Yep, in championship flight. Uh, uh, let me ask. So, like, me and Jim, we watched you shoot the full 300 round. You shot great. You shot an incredible number. You shot a 27x game, which puts you way up there. There's two guys that shot 30x, which is uh, Douglas yeah. and Schlosser. And uh, where you are, you're like, I'm. I I looked. I'm tied at tenth. Tied at tenth. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. It's a it's a very nice place to be sitting after day one. Oh yeah, makes me feel makes me feel pretty good. Let me ask. Um, so you pounded a bunch of X's in the first five ends. The second five ends, when they switched the targets top to bottom, I think you started top, right? And then you I started to top and went to bottom, yeah. Did you have any, like, apprehension or? I actually felt more calm. More calm? Yeah, because usually I I always shoot bottom target better than I shoot top. Really? I don't know why, but as soon as it flipped, I was like, okay, oh, you're mine now. Oh, yeah, this is mine. Yeah. I was like, I don't usually miss when I go bottom, but when I go bottom to top, as soon as I do the the switch, all of a sudden I kind of lose it. That's really cool. So when I when I when I, I switch, mean, when I you go bottom like, top. I mean, if you lose it, that's not cool. But yeah, I was like, nope, this is mine now. I can get this. And then I was just kind of keeping it in rhythm and just letting letting everything happen. Yeah, man. Did you have? Uh, I guess were you like leaning on a shot? Were you just feeling your release? What what was going through your mind through all of this? I don't know. I mean. <clears throat> Most people always try to say just like, uh, you know, focus on, or, you know, just focus on aiming and, and let it all happen. And I was, I was definitely thinking a lot more about my shot than I normally do. Yeah. Because was there an aspect of it that you were thinking about more? Well, I've been struggling a lot because I, I kind of put my bow down and haven't been shooting very much lately. So my muscle memory is not up to, up to spec. So Mm -hmm. like just coming in, making sure my elbow comes back and up and relaxing my hand into the shot and, uh-huh. and a lot of stuff that I usually by now have figured out. Are you relaxing your release hand? I, yeah, I, 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 I relax my release hand. My my bow hand is always super relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, but my release hand, because I want to get that index finger unlocked. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to have a lot of tension on that. And so as I, as I come into my anchor, I let my hand stretch out and completely relax and then i put my thumb on it and try to use my back fingers to pull Uh uh-huh so a lot of that like i don't have to think about but i've been struggling with that in practice and um during the shoots and so i was like i just need to really focus on this and and try to get this rhythm down and get a get a shot timing because honestly what gets me is when my shot starts going long my brain starts firing off like Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, you're too long. You're too long. You're too long. My hold might not be any worse, but my brain is not thinking about anything else at that point. So uh-huh. I was really trying to pay attention to those small details with my hand and my elbow to try to make those shots go off at the right time. Uh-huh. So I wasn't just thinking about aiming today. I was thinking about a lot of stuff. <laughs> right, right. No, that makes sense. Um, dude, what, like, uh, I, when I was. 
I hate to be the, the, the dude. People have been coming up to me and be like, oh, man, archery is so fucking <laughs> tough. And I fucking hate listening to that. I even had someone ask me to watch them at the practice range. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm I'm quite an asshole, but. You tell him, tell him I'm not watching you? Yeah. But he's such a nice guy. I did it in a very polite way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but um, for I myself today, like the nerves, the first scoring end kind of got me. But um, afterwards, the thing that I was focusing on that got me through the rest of the day was focusing on my release hand and the little details that you were talking yeah. about, like not being like having adequate pressure, uh, middle finger, ring finger, you know, letting the index finger unlock. And we're shooting buttons like yeah. that's all hinge stuff. That's all stuff that you could apply if you're a hinge shooter, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't what, know. What's crazy is focusing on that stuff. I think what really made a difference today, because quite honestly, I mean, I I had nerves, mm-hmm. but they were very, very, very mild. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's just because of the way I came into into the into the shoot or into the shoot. Like, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations because I hadn't been shooting, and my practice wasn't great. And so I was almost just taking today as just like a practice day, uh-huh. like. I'm going to take today, I'm going to stand out on the championship line, and I'm going to work on my fundamentals and just use that instead of worrying about my score. Uh-huh. Like I'm just going to sit here and try to make the best shot I can, and then if they happen to go in the middle, then they go in the middle. Right, right. And so, like, I I didn't have all this expectation on myself and, right. like, pressure, and so I just never felt it. Like, I, I felt a, a little bit, but I had way, way more nerves when I shot flights than ever championship. Right. Which usually it's the opposite. Most people tell me. Right. Yeah, um, dude, I I had like a little bad of nerves for scoring in, but that was it. Uh, I've had more nerves in flights, <coughs> yeah. or maybe shooting championship like three years ago. I yeah, had, I had some heavy nerves, but I kind of had the same thing. Like, I had a realistic expectation of how I was going to shoot this weekend, so I'm not like beating myself up, and I'm not like, oh, where's my fucking nine hundred? You know? Yeah. So. It made the it made the twenty nine shots after my first pretty easy. Yeah. You know? And especially if you you know, if you end up missing one early then <laughs> then it's just like Whatever. It, it's all the pressure's off. Yeah. It's like the chance Bobef effect, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, I already lost, let's just yeah. not miss. Yeah, let's know? just keep it going. I'm hoping I'm gonna <coughs> work for that lucky dog. But yeah. Watching you shoot you shot the ten K shoot off today. I would imagine the lucky dog shoot off is very similar. Yeah. And that looked hard as fuck. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely different. You know, I, I di- again, I didn't, I didn't go in with a lot of nerves because I'm like, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, there's ten thousand dollars on the line, right? But uh-huh. <laughs> basically, I just looked at it as like a benefit of shooting a three hundred. Yeah, like I didn't put it in as in like it's a ten thousand dollars shoot off. I was like, now I just get to shoot my an extra couple arrows after shooting my 300 and just see if I can shoot a couple more X's. Yeah. And so again, like I walked up and I didn't have a lot of pressure cause I was like, dude, this is just fun. Yeah. Like, let's just At this go point, out. It's fun. Like I'm here in front of like, like, like what, uh, like what, uh, Bruce said. Mm-hmm. He's like, somebody on this line is going to be your Vegas winner. Yeah. So for me to stand on that line You're like, oh, with, shit the Vegas winner for this year <laughs> yeah. and shoot an arrow. I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, let's just, let's just make a shot and see what happens. And yeah. <coughs> and shoot it. I was, well, it was, it was awesome, dude. We were watching you and we were like, uh, we were hanging on every shot that you, you put down. dude. <laughs> uh, it, we were watching you, Alan Brunetta, Mark Rubio, you know, those kind of like our home guys, mm-hmm. but we were watching like Rio wild. I think dropped one. Yep. He dropped one. Um, Blake Jerome dropped two, yep. which was pretty crazy. Like, we didn't expect to see that. Uh, my buddy Kai <laughs> dropped one. You know, Kai's I a killer. I saw that, yeah. So, uh, you know, Kai, lucky dog, still still an option. Um, there were, what else? There were a lot of really good shooters that dropped one today. It's nuts, dude. Bobaf dropped two. two. Yep. Jimmy Lutch dropped one on his first first arrow. Uh-huh. I think Levi Morgan dropped yep. two, he, right? Levi dropped one. Just one? Yeah. Levi dropped one. Tate dropped two. That's what it was. The other Morgan. Um, Paige is clean. Paige, yeah, she shot 27. Uh-huh. That little Hawaiian girl, Liko, is clean. Oh, really? Yeah, she shot right next to me. Dang. 
is wild. Bodie Turner shot 29x300. I know that kid's on fire. I, I watched Steve Anderson drop two, and I've never heard anyone say fuck more in like a 10 minute period in my life than Steve. Yeah. Oh, Dude, wow. I didn't know. I didn't know because I only listened to Steve from the Easton uh, podcast. He's just like super mild. He's like very mild, dude. And it was like, it was like a scene at a Happy Gilmore. <laughs> like, it was if you bleeped it, it would have just been a series of like, just a just, line and a couple words. Yeah, it was like bleep, 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 bleep. Uh, like goddamn bleep, bleep, bleep. And then <laughs> in there, he was like machine gun everybody, bleep. Oh man, <laughs> I was like goddamn. <laughs> it was great though, because um, there's a point where like Bodie was walking, I, like these guys are shooting right next to me. So mm. Bodie's walking my way, and he's like, "How's it going, dude? You doing all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm doing good." I was like, "How are you doing?" He's like, well, "I'm all right." And I was like, "Steve's having some trouble over there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bodie goes, "Yeah, I think so." I was like, "But that ain't us, right, baby?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool, dude. It was <clears throat> cool for that to go down. It was cool to see Bodie, like his whole family was there, like rooting him on. I know. Um, your family's here rooting you on, which yeah, is awesome. I've got, I've got my dad and my little brother and my mom here. Yeah, I sat right next to your dad and met your brother, met your mom. Your brother yeah. looks just like he was nuts. <laughs> um, hey, he might shoot just like me one day. He's he's shooting pretty damn good. Nah, there's, there's, we don't need more of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's only so many points to get spread around. It is first, his first time ever to Vegas, and he's only been shooting Vegas faces for less than two months, and he shot in the 290s yeah. today. So... I'm not Filipino, right? But Filipino people, they generally say when there's like two of the same family members, they'd be like, what's the big, what's like the small Watts, right? Yeah. So if the small Watts ever listens to this show, I got dibs on you for Outlaw Partner, eh, bud? (laughs) No, I already have (laughs) dibs. I already have dibs. (laughs) Did you ask him? Did you formally ask him? him. I asked him if he wanted to be Outlaw Partner. Well, I'll give you a sticker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know if he'll do it. We'll see. Oh man, it would be cool. He's it still, would be cool. He's I tried to get my little brother for outlaws. Really? Yeah. Does he, he shoot much? No. No. No, but he's pretty decent. He's kind of like Brandon Williamson's brother. He oh, like okay. doesn't shoot much, but can can nail some stuff. You know. But he ended up like getting serious about life and having kids and whatnot. So. We'll have to see how my little brother does. This is his first time ever shooting a target bow, and like he has always just shot his hunting bow with pins and. Right, so we'll see how he go, how he does. I kind of figured we let uh, Yuba Sutter shoot the Spenceville shoot, kind of be the the, the test. Factor. Yeah, just I mean, honestly, I don't really care. I I like bringing people up, so like yeah, take them out there and have fun. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I still got to clean. I got to still clean it. So yeah, regardless, yeah, yeah, I still have to shoot a high score. If you're the high, if you're the if you're the pro in the uh, pro am, yeah, you got your goal is to be clean. Yeah, so if he's only got to pick up like three, four points or whatever, hopefully he can do that. If not, I don't really care. Like I'm, yeah, I'm just there. It'll be cool to have him there and have the experience of shooting with my little brother. And uh, that's Dan Jassa. <laughs> <laughs> Good shooting today, Dan. He shot three hundred also. Dang, only killer twenty five x though. Not not Austin. Oh. Not a twenty seven. Twenty five xers. <laughs> Dude, Nick Ingham shot a 300 28x. <clears throat> yeah. So Nick was up there and what was crazy was like Nick was also shooting next to me, right? Mhm. Nick was having a fucking ball. It was like he was joking around. He was slap he's I saw him slap high five with the ref a couple times. <laughs> he was like rubbing the dude's head. I think he slapped Dan Jass on the tit once. Like, just, <laughs> like it was fucking nuts. That sounds like Nick. He was like just dancing around. It was wacky, dude. <laughs> it was fucking That's, wacky. That sounds like Nick. He was all, come on up to Idaho. We'll teach you how you boys shoot up in Idaho. It's like, dude, you're from Fresno, man. Yeah, he's a Fresno guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's a he's a good dude. I like I like hanging out with Nick. Yeah, Nick's another one of I, even though he's an Idaho guy, I always say he's one of us. You know. Oh, ever now that I moved to Petaluma, everyone's calling me North Bay. It's like, <laughs> North Bay. It's like I literally haven't even lived I think in Petaluma for more than twenty four hours. We were calling you Scribe Hole. Scribe Hole. Yep. But now we're gonna call you North Bay. <laughs> you see me mouth the word Scribe Hole when I when I shot one. No. I shot I shot a I don't even remember it was like my third to last end and I just I. I smoked all three like inside out X's. I turned around and I looked at you and I go, scribe hole, baby. <laughs> people were telling me, people were like, hey, dude, Austin's trying to tell you something. <laughs> oh, it was cool, dude. Um, 
Our boy AB, Alan Brunetta, was like also smoking. He uh, was, and then the poor soul dropped one on his on last his very arrow. last. I know, I know, he's that's eating him up right now. But he pulled an Austin Watts. You call it an Austin Watts? I call it a Wendell Souza. Well, dude, I think there's, I think there's a lot of people that call it after themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you when you shoot enough on the stage, <laughs> you've had it. You've, it's happened to you. Oh yes. What was your um? What was your Austin Watts moment today? No, 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 no. Oh, like, why, why do you call dropping the last one in Austin Watts? That's what happens all the time at any at any shoot? I get all the way to the end and then I drop a point. I haven't seen you do that at all this year. Bull crap! You saw me do it at a Todd shoot last end. I dropped two points on the last scoring end. That's two points. It's not one. Well, I dropped one and then I was pissed. I dropped that one and then shot another one. Yeah. So, uh, like, arguably, an Austin Watts is far worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. I I think it's equally as bad because you still lose, dude. At least it's not pulling at Dave Cousins. <clears throat> I know. Someone told me today that Dave shot an eight, but yeah. they said it was um inside out eight. Inside out eight. Yeah. I heard his release went off early. Then I heard he punched it. And I don't, dude. I don't know. I don't really care. But it's an eight. No, I mean, as a fan, I mean. I think it's interesting. As a competitor, nah, I don't really give a shit either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, it's that just, sucks. What's crazy is where we're sitting. I mean, like, I'm not going to take anything away from you, okay? Mm-hmm. You're sitting way up there in the ranks. You're mm-hmm. sitting far beyond. I think I'm ranked like 80th right now. And my only shot for getting closer to you is is going to be extremely uphill. Um, but there's guys like Chris Schaff shot 299 today. Yeah. So I'm right next to Chris Schaff. You know what I mean? Uh we are both way above Dave Cousins, <laughs> and it's not to say <laughs> it's not to say that we're that you're way better than Dave better Cousins. shooters or whatever. But it's just nuts because we're shooting in the championship class, and we're putting out you know what we can do, and we're literally standing next to these guys. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's it's, pretty it's cool. It's a cool goddamn feeling. It's cool. I mean, it's it's uh, obviously I got two more days to figure it out, but oh yeah, yeah, without it, a doubt, it is kind of cool when you can look at your score and be like. Yeah, I actually shot better than some of those guys today. Yeah. Not saying that they they can't kick my butt, you know, oh, yeah, nine out of ten days. Without a doubt. I think but a lot of this stuff, I mean, really it's like, um, I, I think a lot of it's mindset, right? Like you yeah. said, coming into it. Um, I think a lot of people put a lot of high expectations on themselves is the other thing. Yep. And then the one of the things that I always saw that I thought was trippy was some people are like, this is it. This is my make or break moment, and if I don't make it, I'm done. And yeah. it's like, dude, like, are you for sure? There's going to be more Vegas events in the future. There's the, the other problem is that there's always a lot of people that feel like they're like they're shooting for something or someone other than just themselves, right? So they're like, dude, if I shoot a 300 today, maybe True Ball will pick me up, or if I shoot a 300 today, Hoyt will pick me up. Right. And they just add so much stupid pressure to themselves. Like, yeah. Like the thing is, like on- honestly, <clears throat> unless you shoot a 900 in Vegas, and like make the shoot off, mm-hmm. even then companies might still not care about you. Correct. Like they really don't. Correct. <clears throat> so, for you, for a lot of people to put that unnecessary pressure on themselves is ridiculous. Right. You know, um, be like, "Oh, dude, I gotta, I gotta shoot this, or my sponsors are gonna look at me yeah, badly, so or, on. you know, I gotta, I gotta shoot this because I want to impress this pro." Like, <laughs> dude, the only person you should be trying to impress is yourself. Like, yeah, holy cow, I actually went out and shot a three hundred today. It truly is the only person worthy of your effort is yourself out here. Yeah, I mean, do you really think like, let's say somebody was was a fan of Rio, right? Mm-hmm. And you shot a three hundred, like. And you went and told Rio, like Rio's gonna be like, dude, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, do you think Rio goes to bed being like, this dude shot a 300? Holy <laughs> cow! Like, like he's gonna be the next big deal. No, I would. I would guess that two <laughs> seconds after telling Rio that, he's either thinking about his own score or thinking about what type of cheese he likes best. Dude, two seconds is kind of a long time. It might not even be that. It might not even be that, <laughs> huh? No. I, I feel like if you ran up and told Rio that you shot 300, he'd be like, get the fuck out of my way, dude. Like, I like I like knowing how you shot, and I care about how you shot. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not thinking about how you shot. Right. You're thinking about the shit you just went through. Yeah. I know. It's a it's a crazy thing. Um, 
I know I had a buddy who, when he shot Lancaster, he didn't do good. And he messaged me and he was like, dude, I'm so sorry. And I was like, dude, you don't got to apologize to me. You don't owe anything to me, man. And you just owe it to yourself. No. You I do mean, all this practice for you, man. You do it for glory. You do it for your ego. You do it for whatever. You yeah. Know? I mean. But in the end, you got to do it for you. <clears> 100%, you know. Like, like, even the pros. I mean, like, I think a lot of them. I mean, they shoot for companies, right? Mm-hmm. But they're still shooting for themselves because that's their job. Mm-hmm. Like if, like it's kind of like when you go to work, do you like do you go to work to make somebody else look cool, or do you go to make yourself money? Like, well, I personally go to make myself money, but yeah. my job title is to make someone look cool. Well, <laughs> it's a bad example. <laughs> Maybe it is a bad example, but they're I, they're going to shoot. And they care about themselves because they need now to make money. Austin is a bo- boat tech yes. and customer <laughs> service master at West Coast. Your job's going to be to make Rudy look cool. Dude, Rudy's already cool. He doesn't need my help. Dude, he needs two Austin Watts. Two Austins? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. He needs two Austin Watts and a Wendell Souza there. <laughs> I'm going to make West Coast look really cool. <laughs> awesome, dude. That'll be your job. <laughs> I know. I know. I told, I told Hans and Adrian, I'm like, hey. I'm not shooting very good anymore. I'm just going to make you look cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hanging up the bow. Oh, my God. I'm just going to make you look cool. It's just, dude, you you shot great today. I know, like, with every little event that we've had, like, leading up to this, Mm -hmm. I know you've had, like, like, some ups and downs. Maybe you shot great or you shot under what you wanted to shoot. But just the fact that you did today, I think, is a real accomplishment. I think you did good. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy, you know, over – over the last couple months has just been going through some stuff and archery's kind of been like one of the last things on my mind mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> a lot of my ups and downs you know can go from that but like honestly at the end of the day even at those shoots that i didn't do as well as i wanted to like i didn't beat myself up over it because i'm like right there will be more yeah there'll be more opportunities i can work my butt off again if i want to mm-hmm. or i don't have to whatever i want to do like I'll only get as far as I push myself. Right. So if right. I just keep pushing myself, then I'll eventually get back to the top. If I don't, then I don't. You can't <coughs> You can't hold that on yourself, you know? Yeah. You got to be realistic with how much effort you put in and how much practice you put in. Right, right. But definitely shooting a 300 today felt good. Felt really good. My little fist pump at the end. Yeah, you it was tell. awesome fist pump. Yeah, I wish we did. Like, I, I got a lot of your shots on video. I didn't get your fist pump on video. But <coughs> it was a very kind of like a, a reminiscent of the Steve Anderson and Redding kind yeah. of fist pump, you know? When he when he shot the, the elk. The elk herd, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, kind of, it was so cool. I'm glad there wasn't somebody standing in front of me because. You would have punched him right in the solar plexus. I would have punched him right in the back. <laughs> While he's at full draw, I made him shoot a zero. <laughs> I would have hit him with the bow. Oh, man. Hey, so what did you think of the 10K shoot-off that um, uh, it was uh, the Lancaster champ, Nick Cappers, versus uh, insert Indian guy here? Um, I don't know his name. I'm sorry. And I don't he might know. not be Indian either, so I shouldn't say that. But I don't know. I, yeah, I've never, I've never seen him before. I mean, yeah. I guess I've shot with Nick before. I didn't remember that, but Seneca told me that I've shot with him before. I guess he shot Expedition before he shot Elite. Oh, and don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that is the truth. It would, it would make sense that you didn't remember him because expedition shooters, he's kind of like... Mm. Well, I remember he definitely... He shot good, mm-hmm. but he didn't shoot like like crazy off the hook good. Uh-huh. I don't remember... It might just be his season. You know, sometimes people yeah. peak different I just, times. I just don't remember when I shot with him. I, I recognize him, but it's... like I, I, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to it, but I guess I have shot with him. It was cool. I mean, he seems like a cool guy. The dude he was shooting against that won the 10K yeah. was one of the heaviest trigger punchers I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it was like thumb straight out, egg back pound, you know? I guess it works for some people. It was. It, it definitely It definitely worked for him. He did, He shot like a handful of nines against cappers in the... In the uh, did he, did he have show. a ton of front weight? You know, I didn't check. I think he had about the same as cappers did. Hmm. So they're probably somewhere running around twelve. So I know. Uh, I was shooting in Idaho uh, last last year or the year before. I guess it might have been last year. Um, but I, I was shooting the Idaho Open, and Kyle Douglas was there. Mm-hmm. 
and I was shooting with Kyle and um, <clears throat> I was talking to him I'm like dude like how much front weight do you have he's like he said 30 or whatever it was it was a ridiculous amount of front weight and I'm like holy cow why do you run that much weight and he goes because when I go to punch it and I miss it doesn't move <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's really hard for me to pull my bow out of the middle right, with that all that weight. Space that bow is frozen. In yeah, he's like, <laughs> I just, I just on. put it there, so that way it's really hard for me to move my bow when it gets in the middle. <laughs> That's like, beautiful. Well, at least you're honest. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And then Douglas shot the 30x. He I know. 30X today, so. That dude's been crushing though. I mean, there for the longest time, he won just about everything there was to win. Yeah. I'm like shooting it. with a really cool guy. Um, I forget his name, but he's on my bail, and he's got an obscene amount of front weight. Really? Yeah, and he was, after I dropped one, he was the kind of guy that was, like, clean up until, like, the fifth. Yeah. And then he dropped one, and I, I was going to tell him, like, dude, if he cleans it from here out, I'm going to tell him, like, dude, he- head out of your ass. we got the lucky dog coming up, you know? Um, but he ended up dropping another. Oh. And it, I could just say it broke his heart. Yeah. It's never fun dropping points. Yeah, I mean, realistically, one's the heartbreak right there, but you can always kind of lean on uh, a a hope or a, what's the word, delusion of grandeur that you I, might. I don't. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like if I shot two ninety nine, I got close to a three hundred. It's not what I wanted, but at least I got close. Two ninety eight, my head, you're a long ways away from shooting a three hundred. <laughs> I'm like, I might as well just never shot. Like, <laughs> like I should just go home. Hey, now there's people <laughs> listening to this show that shoot two ninety fives. Okay. Yeah, but I'm talking about my head, like <laughs> yeah. like that guy's hit mindset and probably your mindset, like how I look at it. Uh huh. Because I do shoot 300s. Uh huh. When I shoot a 98, I'm like, dude, you weren't even close. Yeah, dude. So I'm thinking now, right? Like as of lately, last few months, the level that we shoot at, I mean, it is very much a mental, like the the bow, the gear, the arrows. You know what I mean? The tune or whatever. Oh, 100%. It's all so not important anymore. I mean, it's important to have it dialed in so that it's a non-issue. Yeah. Right? But tell me, like, that everything we're doing now is not just fully a mental... Oh, dude, it's 100% mental. It's I mean, so wild. You have to make good shots. I mean, our bows and the tech and the gear we run and the technology behind it helps. But at the end of the day, if you can't put together a consistent shot and a, a good a good shot together you're not you're not gonna shoot 300 i don't care right. who you are yeah doesn't matter how, how like your bow kyle is. douglas might punch it which i don't necessarily think is the best way to shoot a bow but the thing is he punches it the same every time yeah like he, he has, has a, a repeatable punch he has a plan in his head too where he's like okay, i'm driving back i'm acquiring my you know getting the pin where i want it and i'm punching it now yeah you know and he For, does the same thing Every single time. Right. Whenever I punch it, the words that go through my brain right before punching it is, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck this, boom, thumb down, you know? And yeah. so uh, I'm trying not to do that. I w- yeah, I don't know. I try to tell people, I told my one of my, this girl I used to coach is today to try to get her head in the right space. I was like, uh, you're just corralling chickens with a hula hoop. Right, you have a bunch of chickens, and you're just trying to keep them inside the hula hoop and get them to go where you want. Yeah, and I was like, as long as you keep them in there, let the shot happen on its own, you'll be just fine. But it's I'm trying to get her to think of the mental side, and uh, you with that analogy, you know, versus yeah, you know, thinking of you need to I'm, add you know. a, add an ounce here or take an ounce off here. I mean, there's there's small things, right? I mean, like even though I tinker a lot, and everybody knows that I tinker, of especially course. from this podcast because everybody's telling. Like every, almost every time we talk, it's like, oh yeah, dude, I remember at that shoot, you tore your bow apart and then like, oh yeah, put it all back together. I'm like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> that you was know, me. <laughs> I do that a lot. Uh-huh. But the thing is, I have a goal in mind. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe it is a big change, but a lot of times it's a small one. Like, like even today, like I was kind of struggling. I felt like my elbow was kind of wanting to be out a little bit more rather uh-huh. than back, collapsed a little. And in my head, I'm like, I can fix that. But you know, the cool thing about being a bow technician is that you can figure out what you need to do to fix that. And I was like, I just need like a little bit longer D-loop uh-huh. if I really want that. You know, and I'm not going to change it, but like like the D-loop should never be to like adjust your draw length. It's just simply to cha- to adjust your hand position, I think. Right, I would agree. So like would small agree. little things like that. Like some people would be like, dude, you're crazy changing your D-loop out before a big shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, the crazy part is if I know it's not right, and I keep shooting it anyways. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or if it could be better. Yeah, like if I want something out of it and I know what I want, why would I not just go do it and then figure it out from there? Right. Like that's why we have a practice range. Like I can I can literally tear apart my bow. I brought my bow press um, just just in case I need to... <laughs> just waiting for a minute to Just in case I need to tear apart. my bow apart. But, um, you know, like like small stuff like that. Like, Dude, what, are you shooting uh, your 2712s? Yeah. The 250 yeah. grain points? Yeah. I'm how shooting the same three arrows I've shot all year. I only have three. How long are they? Oh, man. 30 and a half? 30 and a half? You come to the front of the riser? No. No, they stick over. They stick over. Yeah. I I mean I, I we just I just got done saying this is all a mental thing, but I know people like one one reason why people like to listen to this is cuz they want to know what kind of gear you're running. Yeah, I'm running 250s out front, 30 and a half, and I'm running three of those uh f- hybrid 4.0s. Sweet. Um I have refletched those same three arrows five times in the last two weeks. <laughs> um I don't have any 250 grain points extra, so literally I walk on the line with three arrows, and I don't even trust the other ones because I'm just afraid the veins are going to fly off of them when I shoot them, so I haven't really worried about putting points in them. gentle, please. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you do not pull them by the veins. You don't look at them funny. Someone else goes to pull, you're like, no, 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 no. Dude, it's the worst feeling when you pull them off the fletching jig. You go out the next day, and the first shot you take, you have three veins on the floor. <laughs> I'm sure Rudy will teach you how to fletch arrows. It's not even that. It's just sticking to the aluminum. I don't know why they don't stick. Rudy can do it. Rudy will teach you. Well, Rudy better do it because uh, I'm not <laughs> fletching my own arrows anymore. <laughs> Fuck that. I'll hire somebody. I hate fletching arrows. You know what you should do? Hmm. You just switch to gold tip arrows. <laughs> really easy to fletch. Yeah? Yeah. And then you can come right to the blade. You can run a much lighter point. You'll be unstoppable. I'm sure. <laughs> that, there's a lot of good arrows out there. Oh yeah, I agree. Do you see Braden Gallantine shooting uh, Black Eagle? I didn't. Yeah, dude. He was what like, was, an, he, he, what was he shooting before? Easton. Oh really? He's been the Easton boy forever, dude. He shot um, the Pro Comp before all you guys had Pro Comps. I don't have Pro Comps. You had the. You I had will that European eventually. that European arrow you had, basically a Pro Comp. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was. I guess. What did they call that arrow? Do you remember? The European arrow I had? Uh-huh. You had a European Eastern arrow. Are you talking about my X-10s? No, before that. you were Oh, the Pro Fields? Pro Fields. Yeah, That's is that a one. European one? That's what you told me. No, like, I didn't think, I didn't think it was a European arrow. I said it was the, the Pro Comp before it was the Pro Comp. That's what I just said. You said it was a European arrow. I don't remember saying it was a European arrow. Oh, man. You are Maybe far too young to have these memory problems. Maybe I did. I don't know. Man. All anyway. I know is I had a bunch of them, and then I still have a bunch of them. Yeah. But I don't want you to run them. Because they're way too weak. Uh, I shot those when I was, like, a small boy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Shooting, like, 27-inch draw, uh-huh. like, 54 pounds. Now I'm shooting 61 pounds at 29-inch draw. Damn. Must be nice. I know. Spiral cams. Whew, it's Dang. a dream. Hey, dude, you also have uh, bloodline strings on your... I don't anymore. You don't? No, I put my old strings back on. Why? Because I didn't... I, so you I have like the wicked left hair again? Nope. How'd you do it? Stabilizer. Backwire? Yep. boy. Kick it out the side a little bit. You take away your thumb pressure, add a little bit more uh, index finger pressure on the on the riser, and so get through the left. I have... An- like I have... This has been covered in a previous episode of, uh, of Archery Unfiltered where I talk about... Fixing your paper tears with your back bar. And Austin just proved me right. Yeah. I didn't even know I proved it right until, like, because I usually don't care how my bow shoots through paper. I mean, you saw how my bow shot through paper before we got here. Yeah. Like, like about a, two inches tall. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it was disgusting. Yeah, it works. It was gross. Um, but I put on. You have a theory, though, that running at knock high means you don't get uh, vein contact, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you barely get arrow contact. Dude, like your arrow's coming out of the bow straight up. <laughs> I uh, I don't know I don't know how it ended up there. Um, I just remember I was tinkering and I lowered my launcher angle like a lot, uh-huh. and I don't think I ever moved the rest with it. And I started <laughs> shooting, right. and it just like was pounding. And I'm you like, never moved it back. No, I was just like, wow, this thing is shooting really good. You're like, hot damn, I found the magic formula. Yeah, so I just left it. My knock point was above three eighths, and it's still there, Ugh. but I. I just moved a... I can honestly say, dude, 
like watching you shoot makes me kind of want to shoot an Invicta again. Dude, you should. No, those are terrible bows. No, they are not. Yeah, Hoyt really <laughs> shit the bed making. Yeah, this. yeah. Um, somebody shooting a Matthews here shot a two ninety nine, and somebody else shooting a Hoyt shot a three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you would have shot a three hundred and one if you had a Matthews bow. I don't know. You shot I don't a 30, know about that thirty ten X. I don't know. I like I like that bow. I mean, so it really easy to point at the two ninety nine guy and be like, "Look at that shit bow." It is. You're the one that brought it up, though. Nah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. I like that bow. The way it feels. I've always liked spiral cams. No, I've I've always loved spiral cams I, too. I the could probably geometry though, and the the harshness of that bow, I feel is like pulling back a really high tension rubber band, and then letting your front your front hand go and letting that rubber hand smack you in the balls really hard. It just is not. You know. I don't know. I don't ever feel like that though. Like I I honestly hate the feel of Matthews when they go off more than I hate Hoyt. Go on. I don't know. I just. I hate the dead in the hand feel. Yeah, I had an analogy once it. that it was like dancing with a dead girl. And yeah. some people would rather dance with like a really big, burly trucker girl that would like slam them into the wall. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> the rest I, of I'd us, take that girl to a dance. <laughs> the rest of us <laughs> would rather dance with a, you know, uh, a girl that's been drugged almost to, to death. <laughs> I want that feedback, man. I was like, I want to know. It, like, honestly, when you make a bad shot versus a good shot, you can tell in that bow. Yeah. Just yeah. by how the bow goes off, it's you're like, oop! I already missed. I already know. I don't even know. I don't even need to know where the arrow is. I know I missed. Right. right. I don't know. And yeah, then that's ma- a great feeling. I bet you I could shoot a Matthews more now that I don't have as much thumb pressure. Oh, I'm sure you had, dude. Um, because the problem was is the way I used to run my my back bar, I had a lot of thumb pressure, and that riser, the way it's cut, I would probably have to Dremel out half of that that little flat part just to make it so I could shoot it. Are you talking about the Matthews? Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's flat right there, and even has a little groove in the bottom, or like a little divot yeah, in that, the back, that uh, right on the riser. So like where the grip comes up, uh-huh. where your thumb would touch the riser. Yeah, my thumb it digs right in the bone, right, right into the bone part. Yeah, because it even dips right there, yeah. and I just can't do it because I used to shoot with so much thumb pressure. Interesting. It hurt, dude. I I I actually had a Matthews once upon a time. Really? I did. Yep. I you bought. gave it to your dad, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I bought it, and uh, it wasn't the TRX. It was a Halo? Traverse. Oh, Traverse. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. I had it for two weeks and gave it to my dad. Yeah, back bar probably could fix that too. Well, now it probably could, but <laughs> you see, the only reason that the only reason I even kicked the back bar out was because I was shooting at Allen shoot, and Heather's like, "Hey, Austin, you got to try something. Like, what? What do you want me to try?" She goes, "I want you to run like a one to one ratio. Like, this is what I'm doing. It works really good for me." Mm-hmm. And then kick your bar out to the side a little bit, and that'll like force you under pressure to have to push into your bow. Yeah, which will make you hold better. The, the it makes you if you're a right-handed shooter makes you do kind of like a clockwise. Yeah. Punch while you're shooting on your bow arm. Yeah, and I was like, I've tried that before, and I absolutely hated it. Yeah, same. But I never gave it like a fair shot. I'd shoot like half a round and be like, "Screw this, I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm never trying this again." It actually so. worked really well for me at the SoCal Showdown. Yeah. You know, it, but that was it. That's the last time I ran it. I don't know. You got to get used to it. Like, I tried it, and I gave it, like, two weeks and committed to it. And sometimes I'd shoot really good at home, mm-hmm. but I would always struggle in tournaments. And the, the reason why is I shoot with such a relaxed hand. Mm-hmm. Like, not like I don't shoot with a relaxed arm. Like, my arm's straight, right. and, I, and I do Just have a lot hand. of tension in my arm. Yeah. Your bow hand. But my bow hand is yeah. really weak. And so when the bow goes off with that much front weight running a one-to-one, my bow wants to drop, uh-huh. and it drops out the bottom. So, like, like the the only shoot that I shot like that was the Bay Area Open, uh-huh. and I had such a problem with shots wanting to go out the bottom. Right. right. I remember. And I was like, I can't shoot like this. Like, this is just not my style. I have to, I have to fix this for my style. Uh-huh. And so I took all that weight off. I took half the weight off the front and put it on the back again. Mm-hmm. Went and kicked my bar straight back like I usually have it pretty parallel and um i kept my bow kept wanting to tilt like really hard to the right and i'm like this has never happened before mm-hmm. so i just kicked the bar back out again right split and, the difference and i was used to that weight being on that side now yeah and so that's just where i naturally relaxed my bow into right right so i kicked it way back out and i just started shooting like that and i never changed it for like a month and then i put those new strings on 
And it was like, I actually had a right tear. I'm like, holy smokes. Wow. This bow has never shot a right tear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder if it's the strings. Honestly, the strings with the bloodline material aren't bad. Like I, I didn't, I didn't mind them. What happened was, is, um, my buddy, he built them to Hoyt spec. Uh-huh. So it'd be like 28 strands. Um, but Hoyt uses 452X. Well, 28 strands of 452X versus 28 strands of the bloodline material you used, not even close to the same. Uh-huh. Like, like my split yokes look like little toothpicks. Right. I remember. Like they're super Insanely thin. thin. Super thin. And, you know, and where, how I usually run my split yokes, I actually leave them really long. So I think I have like a eight to a 10 inch split yoke. Uh-huh. Like it, it goes 10 inches down there. And that's to. What do you normally run your split yokes at? Like like eight Hoyt usually runs them a lot closer. That's what normally she runs. Yeah. Every time I spec'd out for my Hoyt, I do eleven inch. Whatever it is, I, it's long. It might be it might be eleven inch. So I'd have to measure again for. It's been a while. Since oh no, I've I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to correct you. I'm just trying to figure out what your preference is. I don't remember. I'd have to talk to Bob because I usually just Bob and I have figured that out. And so like when I have a string made, like he has his own little book that he just knows uh-huh. what to build it to. So like I don't even. I don't even remember unless I want to tinker with something and I'm like, hey, Bob, let's build a 30-strand cable or 32-strand cable, whatever. Um, but other than that, he just kind of has all the measurements in there. But he, he ran the split yoke for what Hoyt says, which uh-huh. is super short. And for whatever reason, it put a lot of pressure on the axle. Interesting. And so when that axle has that much tension under, I think it flexes a little bit. It might not bend, but it flexes. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the cam creak Ooh. on the axle. Yeah, right. If it's adding too much stress on that bearing, I think, you'll feel it. And just from me putting my old strings back on, there's no more creak. Interesting. In it at all. So um, the strings you're running now are just basic 452X. 452X. Yeah, are there four? I might have 454 on the string and then 452. Because that string is actually like two years old. Like <laughs> It's got crazy sep- serving separation on it. Like... <laughs> Probably an inch of serving separation. <laughs> God. But my peep still comes back straight, so. Hey, that's all that matters. If peep comes back straight and the arrow clips on, you're like, eh, I haven't even checked the it. center serving because it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, let's like, not do that. Like, uh, or your end servings. <laughs> yeah, I haven't noticed my uh, tight on getting a lot closer, so it must be good. Um, you know, I'm kind of like not the, I am not the best person to look for when, uh, when giving this advice, I think you are, buddy. <laughs> I think you are. I, maybe, maybe I'm the guy that uh, that basically shuts down all these people that overthink their equipment. <laughs> like everything has to be absolutely perfect, uh-huh. and they go to a shoot and still can't shoot. And then I'm the guy that's like, ah, it's not as bad as serving separation. Like, let's just go for it. Uh-huh. Like, ah, it's, t- it's just one strand that's broke. Yeah. Like, let's just go Why shoot. I just run it. Yeah, I'm just run it. Like. Ah, who cares if it's three eighths above square <laughs> and shoots a two inch high knock like tear? Like, uh-huh. let's just go shoot it in Vegas. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, um, I I like those strings. Basically, me having a thicker. I know we built those cables pretty thick. Gives me a lot more holding weight, which helps. Interesting. It's kind of hard getting back used to it. Your cables are four fifty two. Yeah. Strings four fifty four. Uh, Possibly. I'm not. Yes, possibly because I know we we what happened was is in um <clears throat> when I went to Eugene or right before we went to Eugene for Outlaws um my my old cable slide had like a burr in it and was uh-huh. chewing my cables apart. And so I got a new one, but I had to get new cables. And so I didn't want to put new strings on, like a whole new string on. Like my string was pretty much in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. It was just the cables, and so I just had Bob build me only cables to try to reduce how much I needed to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the strings are done, but the cables are okay. Hey, Tim Gillingham. Hey, hey. yeah, this is a podcast. You want to say something on the podcast? <laughs> Come on, Tim, say something real quick. All right, I'm asking you, say something cool. <laughs> say something cool. It's the future. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Have a good night. Hey, See more you, stabilizers are better. Rock on. <laughs> uh, How cool is that? That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I need to get a new string. I just 
I think I'll just do a whole set this time and just that way there I have to replace them all at the same time. You know, it'd be cool, huh? And force Rudy to build you a string. Uh, Rudy builds badass strings, does he? Or you can get Bob to do it. Yeah, Rudy builds them on the the Baker <laughs> Archery Products string jigs, which are mwah, choice. I thought Rudy was like, like, an ABB like endorsement. He's gonna try to sell you ABBs. Yeah. All right, and you probably will have to shoot ABBs because it's what the shop says. But no, you probably don't have to. They're gonna. I'll add just write. I'll just write ABB in like silver sharpie on my speed. There you knocks. go. There you go. I'll have Bob build yeah. you something. Yeah, I'll just write it in silver <laughs> sharpie, or I won't, and I'll just tell everybody they're ABB. <laughs> yeah, these are ABBs. Yeah, but they're gonna be twisted backwards. Yeah. They're bobs. Bobs. Oh man. So. Let's see where are we at. We're at forty-four minutes. You got anything else you want to add, Austin? Oh man, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm just glad I'm here shooting with uh shooting with all you guys and uh, being a part of the West Coast crew. It was pretty cool. Yeah, dude, me too. I I gotta say, like, uh, as long as I've been shooting, I've I've only been shooting for six years now. Yeah, six years, and. It's changed, like the group of people that I've, like, been affiliated with has changed over time, and, uh, you know, I don't have Emerson here anymore. Yeah, Rudy's not with us, but, you know, having you here is really fucking awesome. Hey, Delmagoy. <laughs> hey, do you want to say something for my podcast? Um, you don't have to. I, don't know what to say. I just say, uh, say archery unfiltered is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Archer and filter is awesome. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, take, take care, easy. buddy. Have a good night. But, but yeah, dude, having you here is, is awesome, dude. It's uh it's like I don't know. It's just good energy, dude. Dude, I, I just like hanging out with all you guys. Like we're like the like you and the whole West crew West Coast crews, they're good people. I mean, yeah. I've known you all before I ever joined West Coast. Yeah. And yeah. enjoyed shooting with everybody. But yeah. it'll be cool now. I mean now I get to work at the shop, work with uh, work with everybody, probably mm-hmm. some of your listeners. So if anybody wants me to, uh, probably Rudy's listeners. Um, I think my listeners tend to buy shit on eBay, but oh yeah, yeah. But uh, hopefully my listeners will buy something. Yeah. Well, even Rudy's listeners. Please yeah. shop at West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, now I now I can actually like they can come in and physically see me. That's true. And and I can show them like, you know. You guys can put Austin to work now. What a what a freak bow looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude. You know, maybe maybe teach him how to how to shoot middle a little more. Dude, or something. You guys you guys are really pushing me towards wanting to buy an Invicta. <laughs> hey, hey, dude. It'll it's guaranteed to make you shoot better scores. I don't know, dude. Like I've I don't guarantee a lot of things. I just remember my elbows hurt a lot from shooting the Invicta. Well, I'm not that old. Maybe you just need to stop being a wimp. <laughs> maybe you just stop being a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Like you need to do some like arm workouts or something. Yeah, I'm gonna start working out. Yeah, I'm gonna keep working out. Although I can tell you what, as much as I was working out, like doing it every day, mm-hmm. like that stuff's good. Like I put on, I I cut, I lost a lot of weight and yeah, uh, you look a bulked lot up now. a little bit more. But oh, you look thinner. I definitely am thinner. Yeah. yeah. I, you can tell I lost a lot in my face. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But um, the thing about it is, is like working out feels like super good and works really good. Um, but trying to shoot a bow after you're like working out all the time, uh huh. Like the day after. Hard. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the, especially the day after, because really I take like one rest day. Uh-huh. And so, like, if I wanted to shoot at all, it's always the day after I work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it's. It's just your muscles, like you, you're not sore, uh-huh. but they're just like fatigued. Right. They so you just can't. Fully. Yeah, you just can't hold. So like, I had to take like three days off before I even showed up here. So I get, I have a prayer at holding my bow yeah, in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Like I don't sense. like taking this much time off working out because I like how I felt. But uh-huh. um, yeah, for like for like a lot of people that are working out or wanting to work out, yeah, just I just ex- really just expect weird. that. One of the things that John Dudley would always say is like, oh, I got my full fucking <laughs> weightlifting routine that I have to do every day, even before a shoot. Yeah. Granted, he's only shooting like TACs and stuff, but. 
he works out really hard, but I mean, he's not he's not doing this tournament stuff anymore. Like he no. just shoots like little foam animals in his backyard and is like buy my knock on stuff. <laughs> you know, like that's all he has to do. He just has to shoot like one arrow in a in a in a little ring and post it on YouTube, and everyone just goes and shops and buys Did you John think he Dudley. Gets those in one take, or you think it's like? 13 hours of like, oh, come on, can we just get this arrow in here? And then he's got to run up and pull it because he's only shooting one. He's filming the whole thing. I don't know, dude. Like, definitely how it, he could definitely keep his cardio up by running back and forth 100 yards. I feel like he's still a good shot, right? Like, oh, he's for not sure. a great shot. Oh, anymore, he's an amazing probably. shot, dude. Well, he's probably not, he's probably not like, like an amazing shot like <laughs> Slosher. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, not like you know, like, like, he hasn't done the tournament scene. Like, I'm not Correct. saying he's not a good shot with right. a bow. What I'm saying you is, think like, the nerves would make him fold. I don't even know. I mean, the thing is, like, once you do it enough, I mean, that's the only reason we can handle nerves is because we've done it. Yeah. Like, well, you, you that's what I'm even trying to tell my little brother. I'm like, the nerves are gonna get to you. Yeah. Like, like you are not going to do as well as you want in Vegas, right? Because of the nerves. Yeah. It's when you figure out how to shoot through the nerves, then you will put these two together. Yeah. And you become ultra powerful. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I just think. Like, Dudley's good at what he does, but I don't think he'd show up to a tournament scene and blow everybody out of the water. Oh, no. No, definitely not. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad shot, but I don't think he'd stand his ground against against any of these guys that are shooting really high scores here. Any of us. Any of us, man. Right. Yeah, but... That's what I said early on. I said I could shoot the brakes off of Joe Rogan. I don't know. I, li- I like Dudley for bringing people into the industry. Mm-hmm. But I, I have. I like green veins, so that's cool. I have uh, my own opinion. Yeah. Do you think you and me could beat a Dudley Rogan combo at Reading? Yes. Team? Yeah, most definitely. Oh yes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I just have my own opinion on. Uh, I think Rogan would shit the bed on the two yarder. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes, uh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I just have my own opinion on how he uh, handles selling his stuff. <laughs> no, I know. Ru- Rudy's got his opinions on it too. Like, yeah, I don't have to tell anybody. You industry guys, no, you can. Oh, it's this just, is our true and filtered. You can say whatever you <coughs> want here. It's just pro shop stuff. Like, yeah, you know, totally. I mean, as long as it's not racist, I mean, that's fine. No, you can say whatever. It's you not want. racist. I just, I just personally, uh, you know, like I hate how people can just go on his store and buy it, uh-huh. like all the time. Like we have oh, so many customers come in. Yeah, he's dr- he's consumer direct, direct consumer, yeah. but he also pulls the same product line that we try to sell on a pro shop. Uh huh. So like he just takes a fast Eddie, slaps some colors on it, and goes like, "Dude, this is the latest and greatest Dudley site. Like yeah. you need this." And people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's John Dudley!" And then they buy it. Yeah. Online, and then they bring it into us, Dude, and is like, "Hey, can you set this site up?" Fanatics buy multiples. I know stuff. it's ridiculous. Like I've seen like, like. Dudley arrow lube and Dudley little uh, Dude, little magnet clips. Did you and see Alex Whiffler's uh, string armor? No. He's selling a product called String Armor, which is a hydrophobic like lubricant you put on your string to keep uh, water out. Oh boy. Yeah, I was gonna it, I was gonna make it the bullshit product of the week, but I'm like way too tired. Yeah. Well, just, now we just did. We announced it. Oh yeah. Well, there we you guys have, have it. Well, yeah. normally I go into like a bunch of detail, like why it's oh, yeah. why it's a shitty product. But, but you know, there's there's nothing wrong with any of the products Dudley sells. The only thing I don't like is Consumer Direct like that. You know, yeah. like cutting out the shops. Yeah, it cuts the shops out, cuts the money out of the shops because people are going to go to John Dudley's website because it's John Dudley's website, and they're going to buy the same thing, the same exact thing that they could have got. Yeah, from the shop. from a shop, and then they come in and have us set it up, and we're like, yeah. okay, wh- yeah, it's whatever. just costing you guys time. Yeah, and so like I just hate stuff that that cuts out the shop like that. It yeah, just drives me insane. And for somebody who's who is in, in the industry as much as he is, uh huh, he should understand to that. know that and yeah. still do it drives me nuts. Yeah, he's like, eh, fuck now I know he's got to make his money, but you know, like the whole his like the biggest problem I have is his store. Yeah, it's not him or the products that have his name on it. Right. If if he wants to make white and green sites with only green and red pins, go for it. Right. But that should be sold from Spot Hog, and Spot Hog should sell that right to shops to you guys also. Yeah. Not, not you can go buy it on Dudley's site too. Yeah. You know, like that's what I have a problem with. No, no, and that's a very um, valid concern. I Rudy has told me all this before, and yeah. if he listens to this episode right about now, he's like. Boing. <laughs> yeah, he's like booyah. <laughs> yeah, so 
mean, it just uh, all, it just all depends on like how you look at it. Like a lot of people don't even care. Like you, like you said, you're eBay guys. I don't know how true this is, but I heard that's why he left the PSE because he was trying to strong arm Hoyt for a bow, and Hoyt's very much like, well, no, we don't do that. You know, we're gonna. I know that's I know that's part of it, but there's also another part. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Some somebody somebody got left. Oh, that's right. Someone got, got left let behind. Go. That's yep. right. And that was really holding him up. And somebody got upset about it and said, "Screw Hoyt." Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. That's that's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah no, so, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I I, uh, I don't know Dudley. Never no. talked to Dudley. All I can tell you is from what I see right. and what I hear and. Yeah. Like me working in a pro shop, you pick up on stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah, know? big time. So uh, we've completely at Deer Creek cut cut uh, business out because of that. Really? Going consumer direct? Yeah. We used to sell a lot of, uh, well, like even stores did Elite. You know, cut, uh-huh. cut Elites out. That's right. Elites were doing the uh, direct to consumer thing, and then they were having it pick your shop, and your shop, you know, the, your local shop will yep. set it up for you. They're just like, screw that. You're done. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you you don't care about us enough. You're not helping out your dealers, so right. your dealers aren't going to help you. Right. I think I think several dealers just completely backed out and shipped all the bows they had left back to them and just like, no, nope, yeah. not worth it. Yeah, I can see that. The thing is, when you do something like that, they don't ever bring you back. They don't ever bring you back. <laughs> so I could go a whole lot more in detail on this whole pro shop deal, but it's not really worth it. Well, <laughs> I, I you made a solid point. Did you see Greg Poole walking around? I didn't, but I uh, I think he had like an archery unfiltered suck shirt on it or <laughs> something, or like I hate Wendell Souza shirt. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, um, I could have I could have just missed saw it, but he I think he's gotten bigger like since the last time I saw him. Uh, yeah, he's he's working out, and, so know, he could just rip your head off. I'm not choke one you out. to be like talk shit and then run away, <laughs> but I've definitely. Like every time he's walked by me, I've dipped out, like I've dipped into a trash can. Oh, I jumped, I, I jumped over some a hand railing. Oh, I know. We were walking around the show, and you saw him. I mean, I don't know. I I thought maybe you kind of uh, change your skin tone a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I became white. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, man, who, who is this guy standing next to me? <laughs> I ducked behind the counter and started serving people hot dogs you, and stuff. You didn't pull off a good Rudy Sandoval. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, me and me and uh, <laughs> Austin got to troll around the Naba show. That was fun. Yeah, we got to go look around, help uh, help look around uh, at some cool stuff that maybe will enter the shop. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I I picked up a new True Ball release, the uh, the Rave, which is like the cheap version of the the, cl- the blade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know what fun. I picked up? What'd you pick up? Nothing, because I'm broke. <laughs> Attaboy. <laughs> hey, I only have three arrows. <laughs> if it's I always, lo- dude, it's always the broke guys that are the brilliant ones, man. Emerson used to be broke as shit. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta figure it out somehow. Yeah. I'm shooting I'm shooting like way overly separated strings right now. So oh, man. well, it won't be for long, dude. It won't no. be for long. No. Somebody will like Rudy, pitch in for my GoFundMe Rudy's for strings or something. Rudy's gonna force you to budget. I know. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that because, like, I don't budget. Like, I'm a very impulseful buyer, which yeah. is probably why I'm broke. I know. So no, I'm actually, right. I know that's why I'm broke. Oh, dude. I'll okay. be like, dude, that's cool, man. That's expensive. I don't have enough money, but I've got enough in the bank account. I'll Here figure you go. it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll eat ramen for the next <laughs> week if I have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I really want that. Water's free. The problem is, is like, in my head, like I always think, can I live without that? Uh-huh. The thing is, is like the answer is never no. I can't. Right. Even though I know I could, I I I don't need it. But when I think about it, it's always like no. You have to have it. Yeah. And then I I then I buy it, and then I regret it. Check like this out. A week later. So I am also like that. But now I have a second voice that comes into my head that says, "Hey, that thing, you should sell that now." Yeah. Just make an eBay account, man. <laughs> yeah. I use I used to have that second voice. Not anymore right now. <laughs> We'll give it time, buddy. Yeah. Well, this has been a. Uh, I think we're just about hitting an hour, buddy. There we go. So I'm gonna let you go get some rest. Get ready for tomorrow. What time do you shoot tomorrow? Twelve. Cool. Awesome, dude. I shoot at nine thirty. Hopefully, 
I can get you back here for another one. Yeah, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Honestly, I think you're one of my most uh, brought on guests. Uh, you're a good friend of mine, dude. I'm happy to see you shoot good. Thank you. Of of all the people that I know, uh, you're one of the few people that I'm genuinely happy to shoot, see shoot good. Thank you. Uh, I know it's like a thing where you see your friend shoot, you know, you want to shoot good, but sometimes like I know, I know, my <laughs> friends are like, all right, Wendell, drop one. Finally, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> so, the door's been open. Yeah, the door's been open. So, um, I get that, but you know, with you, I'm I'm very happy. I'm very happy for you. Good uh, friend. Thanks, bro. Um, well, this shows. Uh, I'm just gonna wrap this one up. I'm not gonna do any sponsors for this one because I'm tired. But yeah, I'll read some commercials tomorrow. There you go. All right, buddy. All right. The well, only the only uh, sponsor. Is uh, West Coast Archery because uh, they help pay my bills. So damn, <laughs> making me look like a half-ass <laughs> shop shooter. That's right, West Coast Archery in Petaluma, California. <laughs> yep, you find me there now. Yep. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Austin, for coming on. Yeah, no worries. This is just day one of uh, Vegas. I'm gonna do one every day. There we go. We'll keep uh, keep people updated on how uh, good we shoot, dude. I might do Sunday completely loaded. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends. If I can. It would be nice to do get to the lucky dog. Um, I don't want to get too loaded if I don't, because I might cry. But we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night, everyone. Take it easy.